welcome to Breaking Barriers with the Managed Services Community, a podcast that features MSP space and interviews with members of the CompTIA Managed Services Community. This is a special collaborative episode between CompTIA's Technology Lifecycle Services and Managed Services Communities. Hello, this is Lisa Person, the Managed Services Community Staff Leader for CompTIA. And with me today, I have Vince Tinarello, immediate past chair of the Managed Services Community and longtime contributor to the Managed Services industry overall, as well as being a strong advocate and contributor to the Managed Services Community. Um, Vince, why don't you take a second and introduce yourself a little bit further than that if you feel like there's something else our audience needs to know. All right. Thanks, Lisa. And welcome, everyone. My name is Vince Tinarello, and I'm with Anchor Network Solutions, and we're a managed service provider in Denver, Colorado. Uh, we've been in business since 2002, and we're a $3 million MSP, and we do close to 200000 a month of MRR, well, right at that, actually, now, and support 75 clients, about 1,500 users, and um, one of my passions, as you know, is managing the metrics and the financials. So thanks for having me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. And financials is always a, a challenging piece when you're looking at any kind of service delivery. And then once you start throwing in the monthly reoccurring revenue, um, it, it changes a little bit. And it's something that a lot of people don't have a strong expertise. So we appreciate you sharing your passion and expertise for this. Um, so let's start first with how do you price a customer? Yeah, and and you're right, by the way. Most of us start as technicians. We go right into business owners without any real background on financials, and we just start charging people, collecting money, and just trying to, you know, make sure we have enough money to pay the bill. So, you know, as a business matures and goes and grows from uh, a smaller firm to a bigger firm, it's important to make sure you get those foundations in place. Even as a one-man shop, you've got to know whether you're making money. So... Um, before we before we get into pricing a client, one of the things I want to talk about first is um, is how you calculate your hourly cost of service delivery. And you can do that, and you need to do that, whether it's just one of you or there's 20 of you. And it's the foundation of things because in order to price a client, you have to know what it costs you to deliver service. So we'll make some documents available after the podcast, but. Um, the, 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 the crux of it is to calculate what is your hourly cost of service delivery. So what that means is what does it cost for you to deliver service by the hour, all right? And it doesn't matter if your technical staff is at different pay. It doesn't matter. What you want to do is you want to take your service personnel compensation and you take your admin compensation plus overhead and you add it together, it's really, really simple. Okay, you, you add those numbers together and you get your total admin and your total overhead. Um, you divide it by the number of billable staff that you have. And then you can uh, find out what uh, compensation is per employee. Um, there's 2,080 hours in a, in, a, in a year if you take work hours. So if you take 40 hours of work a week, right? Businesses are typically open eight to five. Um, and if we look at a 40-hour work week and we take uh, 40 times 52, that gives you the 2,080 hours. So if we look at what our total admin overhead 
and, and service personnel, our compensation costs are, basically what I'm saying is roll up all your costs and divide it by the, uh, the number of staff and that by then the number of hours That'll give you what your hourly wage per tech is or your hourly cost of service delivery, right? So that's service personnel compensation, overhead burden, admin compensation, adding that all up to a total dollar figure, and then dividing it by the number of billable staff, okay? That gives you the cost per employee, and then dividing that and you can come up with by the number of hours in a year, and that will give you your hourly cost of service delivery. So for Anchor, it's $65 an hour. I round up on that. It's actually less. It's actually closer to 54 but I'd rather overestimate than underestimate my cost so that when I'm looking at profitability, it's not a razor-thin number. All right? Yeah, that's the foundation of things. If you don't know... Uh, what your cost is to deliver service, you can't price a client. But here's what's great, whether you're a managed service provider or you're still doing break fix or you're doing both, if you know that it, it, it costs you $65, actually let's, let's make a nice even number, $60 an hour to, do, to deliver service to cover your costs. Now you can take that number and say, if you're, if you're trying to figure out what your hourly rate is, Determine, you can, you can say in terms of charging a client, you can determine, well, what margin do I want on that? And then you can, you can come up with your hourly rate. So if you said my hourly cost of service delivery is 60 mm-hmm. and I want to make a 50% margin, mm-hmm. then your hourly rate would be 120 an hour. That's what you would charge. All right. Nice. And yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know that we'll have time to cover every concept today, but Remember that markup and profit margin are different. And if you do a quick Google of the difference between markup and profit margin, you'll see how you get that number. But quickly, margin it, uh, markup is, oh, I want to add 30%, so it's cost plus. I'll add 30% to this. Margin is taking your cost and saying, all right, I want my cost to be, say, 50% of what my total, you know, of, of, of what my total, uh, you know, price is. And I want 50% of that to be profit, 50% to be cost. So they're, they're different numbers. For sure. And it's, it's something that people struggle with across the board. I've, I've heard it from sales teams when I manage those. I've heard it from MSPs. I've heard it from IT service providers. Um, and the, the difference between margin and markup is huge, and it makes a very big difference at the bottom line to your P&L. Wouldn't you agree? I do. Absolutely. And, and in, in our profession, you know, we just used 50 as a number, and I don't want anyone to walk away saying, oh, 50% is my target. Um, I, the service leadership, you know, says best in class. Uh, that's an organization that uh, measures and benchmarks MSPs. I believe that they say that, you know, best in class MSPs are in the 70 to 80% margin. I can tell you that at Anchor, I shoot for 65% uh, margin uh, on my services, whether it's an hourly rate or whether it's uh, managed services. We always want to, we always want to go for more, but understand that even if you, even if you set your margin and your pricing for that, then you've got to deal with, okay, in my market, can I get those prices? Right. If you're if you're sh- if you're shooting for a higher profit margin um, that drives your price up compared to your competitors, uh, and you're not you're you know you're not in the right market for it, you may have to make adjustments. 
Comtia's Community Forum is a one-of-a-kind industry gathering for both the highly engaged member and those new to Comtia, loaded with content and activities designed to improve our industry, our businesses, and ourselves. Save the date for CCF 2019, coming up March 11th through 13th, 2019, in Chicago. All right, so we've got our foundation. Would you agree, Lisa? Like we know now what our our cost of service delivery is. Mm-hmm. So now, if we talk about how do we price a client, from there, um, I always say you've got to know what your costs are. Otherwise, you're you know you're just throwing something against the wall to see if it sticks. So. Right. If, if you're quoting hourly, you now have the foundation to come up with what you want your hourly rate to be. You're done, right? If you're quoting managed services, uh, you have to look at what's included in your offering. So what, what do you want to include in your offering and what are your costs? So I use a little Excel spreadsheet calculator that we'll make available later if anyone wants to look at it. But we include, for example, uh, a backup. Okay, we include backup, we include DNS filtering, we'll include file sync and share, we'll include antivirus for every machine, we'll, remo- uh, we'll include the cost of our RMM agents. While we don't necessarily talk about that to the client of, hey, you're getting my RMM agent, we, we have to include that cost, right? So right. if we assume that we have a 10-user company, um, what we want to do is say, okay, what is our backup going to cost? What are 10 antivirus licenses going to cost? 10 remote access agents, 10 RMM agents, right? Add up all of those costs to understand what your upfront, you know, hard costs are. We also, at Anchor, we include a firewall. So we'll include the price of that device on a monthly basis to the client. And then uh, we need to look at what our hourly cost of service delivery is. Well, how do you know what a 10-person company might use in terms of support? You know, that, that, that's a question I often hear. And the reality is you don't. Um, if you have a PSA, which, which is a real key ingredient here to pricing, yeah. you can pull metrics out, right? You can, you can look at data from your PSA that tracks the amount of volume of tickets and support time a 10-person client might, an average 10-person client may have. And you can figure out how much time you spend um, and, and really across your client base, supporting a user. So at Anchor, and we don't have the time to go into how to come up with that number, but, but basically I know that at Anchor, we, we take, for each user we have, we spend 0.45 hours a month supporting each user at Anchor. So let's just round that up and say it's a half hour. Okay. okay. If, if, we, if we support 1,500 users, we spend a half hour with each user per month. Okay. On average. And, and the reality is, Lisa, that we don't, right? You've got some people that require more time, some that require less. But that's a good starting point for me at Anchor to come up with pricing. So we take, up all, we take all of our costs, how much our antivirus is going to cost us, how much the firewall is going to cost us, how much remote access, all of those things, right? And then we take our, our metric for how much time we spend supporting a client that we, we guesstimate based on those numbers. And if I say, all right, this is a prospect for 10 users and we, we're going to spend a half hour, my numbers show me we're going to spend a half hour with each client or each user, well, we know that 10 times 0.5, that's going to put us at what, five, five hours a month supporting that client. Right. And then we take that with that hourly cost of service delivery number that we just came up with. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we, you know, we kind of rounded that to sixty, sixty dollars per hour. Sixty times five is three hundred. Now I know my cost of labor to support that client is going to be three hundred bucks. Right. right. And this so is now, just now the cost at, of labor, not the cost of all of your services. Right. The That's right. the backup, That's right. the firewall. Okay. So now you're going to take all of your costs, your labor cost, your services costs, you're going to add them together. And let's just say that equals $500. You know your cost to support that client is $500. So from there, now again, you decide, well, what kind of money do I want to make? Do I want 60% margin, 50%? Do I want 80%? And you can use a pro- the standard profit margin calculator to come up with your price of what you would want to charge that customer for the month. And then when you divide that by the number of users, so let's say that's $1,000. Let's just say we, we come up with a, you know, it's our cost is 500 and we want the margin to be 50% and we've, we are at $1,000. Well, now you can do quick math on that to say 1,000 divided by 10 is $100 per seat, right? Right, And right. So, so, yeah, so now you have a simple formula for deciding here's what my costs are and here's what my per seat, my total monthly cost uh, price is to the client and what the per seat price is. And you may look at that and say, you know what, that's not enough. I want to, I want, I want to hire, I want 125 a seat or 150 a seat. And you play with the numbers and you see what that margin works out to be. And do you do this like on a per client basis or do you have kind of a set or, you know, if you know it's a brand new one and they've got a lot of old infrastructure and you know you're going to have a lot of problems, is that where you play with it or, or do you do. have a flat? No, I do this. You know, I, I don't think you can price every client at, a, at, at the same seat price because, like you said, older infrastructure, right, it's a good starting point. But let's mm-hmm. think of a few things, right? Um, what I'm assuming up front is what, on average, a 10-person client should require. So let's say we get six months into it and we're like, ooh, these people are noisy, right? You, as an MSP, will need to make uh, decisions down the road. So I look at my PSA on, on contract renewals and it's like, huh, all right, these guys are using more support than we anticipated. I may have a different conversation with them at contract renewal time and I'm going to adjust my cost. It's not half a ticket per endpoint per month. Boy, these guys are using a lot more. Maybe they're 0.75 hours, right? Um, so we look at that. We, so we, this gives you a measuring stick. Uh, but to answer your question, we, we also look at the number of devices and users. We tell prospective clients we support users and all of the technology that they use. Um, this, this model that I just gave accounts for that because maybe you have 10 people, but maybe you have 25 machines. Well, I'm going to account for 25 antivirus licenses, 25 RMM licenses. So I account for that. And sometimes we will um, consider a server a user. So if they have 10 people, but they have four servers, in my calculator, I might call those additional, those four servers users that require support with that. So we adjust it. We'll look at the age of it if it's all new, top-of-the-line equipment, um, and we see that they have good standards in place. Maybe we, you know, we work with the numbers a little bit and say, okay, these folks probably won't need as much. Um, the other number that is that I like to add into this, Lisa, is it's not just about support. So, 
some MSPs don't even consider this, but what about if you offer consulting? So we talk a lot about VCIO. Well, how much mm-hmm. time is a VCIO going to spend working with that client? You need to, you need to factor that in your, your labor cost as well. Are they, are they going to go out and do a meeting once a month with the client that's two hours? Well, I'm going to bill for that. That's a, that's a, that's a valued service. So I'm going to take that cost of service delivery and up higher as well. Oh, that makes sense. And, and that was something I hadn't heard anyone else factor in. So this VCIO, this type of a QBR, um, future planning, considerations, yeah. and all of that consulting pieces, all of that is valuable services that the solution provider or the MSP should be paid for. It is, and we're missing the boat with that right now. Um, I'm finding my prospective clients, as much as I sell the value in it, because our peers, they, they, we're, they're looking at price, the, the prospect, and they're comparing it, and it's not apples to apples to other proposals. Um, if, you, if you position it right, you get the client to understand that there's value in this, and it is like an attorney or a CPA, except I'm a CIO, and I am giving you roadmap, consulting, guidance, uh, exper- you know, that, those kinds of experiences for your business. And yeah, we need to be paid for it. So some MSPs say, you know what, that's, a, that's an overhead cost. Um, I say it's not. Uh, me personally, we call that a cost of service delivery. And we absolutely factor into our profitability and, you know, the cost of that into our cost of service delivery. That makes total sense to me um, because they're not, particularly if you're looking in the SMB space, they don't have a, a CTO or a CIO who is consulting with them and who is working with them on their technology plan. And as technology continues to touch every piece of business, every piece of our personal life, that now becomes a big deal. And getting that expertise is probably as big of an, a value as the antivirus, or if not more valuable in my personal opinion. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And so if you really want to measure you know, your true cost, you have to include all of them, right? And so you know, what we've talked about, I know we've, we've kind of like went quickly and we've thrown a lot of material at people. There's two core concepts so far. How do I calculate what my hourly cost of service delivery is? What does it cost me to deliver service by the hour, right? And the next concept is, okay, how do I price my service offering to clients? The, 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 key, the key subtitles there, you know, key concepts are, I need to know all my costs. I have to know my hourly cost of service delivery. Then I have to know the cost of each component in my offering. I need to have some kind of a number or guesstimation as a starting point for a new client of how much support I think they'll need, which is a moving target, right? We all know that until we start working with them, we have no idea how needy they'll be or not needy. And then we have to know what kind of margin we want to make on our services. We have to, uh, we have to do some math there to say, here's what it's going to cost me to support them. Here is the margin I want to make. That'll give me the total price to charge them. I can then either say, hey, it's $1,000 for up to 10 people. Um, I can say it is $100 per person because I'm doing 1000 you know, for this example, divided by, by 10. You know, there's, there's def- different ways of pricing. I don't want to get us caught up in that. Some people price per device. We prefer to use either a per user or per site. We do a lot of 
it's uh, it's two thousand dollars for up to fifteen people, right? Up to whether you have thirteen or fourteen or twelve or eleven, it's two grand. But this gives you a foundation for that and to do your pricing. And then when you have that, you've got to have that PSA to go along with it, right? There's a, there's a tool number three there that's required in here to help you determine some of these numbers. Now you have to review your client regularly and, and see, are they using the number of consulting and support hours that we thought they would? Did they have more machines than we thought they did? So we, we track our inventory of licenses that we have deployed for that client. And let's just take temperature checks and, and measure the profitability. And we do that using the PSA. We put the costs into the PSA. Both Autotask and ConnectWise have mechanisms to put the cost of the contract, what you're charging your client, in there, and then to measure the profitability of it. And so it's very important to then measure, you know, for each client regularly how profitable you are. Well, and what's the old adage? You, you can't manage what you can't measure. So that seems to be especially true even on the financial side for DMSPs and solution providers. CompTIA benefits provide members with a wealth of resources that when leveraged result in measurable impact helping to grow IT businesses and careers. Become a member today at comptia.org slash register. Let's now take that next financial step um, and talk a little bit about the P&L. Yeah, um, a, a P&L is key. And, and here's what I've noticed from my peers, the ones that, that aren't measuring things. Uh, I ask them questions and they can't answer them, which tells me that their P&L is not organized right. So um, most, most SMB MSPs are using QuickBooks. I, I'm going to talk uh, um, under the assumption that we're using QuickBooks and a PSA. So QuickBooks has a built-in uh, P&L report, but the key starting point on a P&L is your chart of accounts. Right? Everything funnels to the P&L. It, it, it really, you know, everything that we just looked at in terms of costs of service delivery, all of that goes through and, and supports the P&L. So um, I recommend that you first start with your chart of accounts. And you have your basic, you have to structure your expenses properly, right? So overhead, um, rent, gas, office supplies, phones. Um, you can get really granular with it. Some people get uh, uh, overly granular with it, um, but, but let's use those few as a core for overhead. Then you have to have a, you know, in commonly is called cost of goods sold for, for a product sale company. Let's call it cost of service delivery. It's my cost for, for tools that I'm, and, and products I'm reselling to the client. It's, it's what I pay to, the, the, uh, to WebRoot for antivirus. It's what I pay to Datto for backup. It's what I, what I pay to, 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 for my RMM product, right? It's what I pay in labor for my technicians. There's an overall cost of service delivery for my service department. Um, but below that, I also want to look at my lines of, of business. And what's interesting on the cost of service delivery, if you ask some people, they'll even include um, their phones because they'll say, well, we need our phones to do business. I, I prefer not to do that. I prefer to say, hey, I need phones for the business just to function. And I look at overhead as what do I need to have the lights on before I do anything? I look at cost of service delivery as what do I need to perform service? I need people. 
um, technicians in a technical role. They're, they're a cost of service delivery. I need an RMM. I need antivirus. I need firewall. I need these things for the services that I'm, I'm providing clients, right? Um, so I have my top line. I have overhead and I have top line complete cost of service delivery. But then I split my business into lines of business. So if you're an MSP, that means I call it contract business, but you might just say it's monthly recurring revenue. What's my, what's my managed services business, my monthly recurring revenue business? And I have a section on my P&L that is the revenue I make on, on that, and I split it out. Okay, I told you before we're at about 200 grand a month of recurring revenue. And then what is all of my costs below that? Mm-hmm. Then, I, then I split the P&L for projects. We do project revenue, okay, fixed price project revenue. And I want to say, here's all the project revenue we've brought in. Here's the cost to support that. Did we use Skykick, a project tool to migrate things to Office 365? What was my project labor? And then the third one I have is time and materials. We do a little bit of one-off time and materials basis stuff. So really my only cost there is the cost of labor. And then there's the revenue that goes along with it. So, so the goal is then to use your P&L, your profit and loss statement, to measure, to put expenses in the appropriate categories and put revenue in the appropriate categories and measure the profitability by each area of your business. And then it all funnels down um, after you've then paid your overhead expenses to a true net profit for the business at the bottom. And that is what, what most MSPs are doing is they're not looking at their lines of business. They're just looking at the, at the total at the bottom and saying, hey, I made this. But they can't tell you what their margins are on products, T&M, or managed services. And, in, in, and this is just Lisa, non-MSP, but from everything I have certain, seen and heard in the industry, if you want to grow, you have to know that. How much money can you reinvest? How many techs can you buy? Can you ramp up to some other kind of service that is going to have a big overhead? And no, and, am I missing the boat here, or is that a true statement, do you no, think? No, you're, you're, you're right on it. it. I mean, you have to know, and, and now again, what is this leading us back to? You have to know your expenses and your revenue to understand the health and uh, position of your business, if you're profitable at all. And, and so you're absolutely right. One of the key factors here is if, if, if you're listening when I said, okay, you got to know your labor for projects, your labor for T&M, your labor for managed services. Well, how do you get that number, right? So that's where the PSA comes into play. And if you're a business owner, um, that means going all the way back to having your employees work in real time, enter time in their auto task or ConnectWise timesheet, and you use reporting metrics from your PSA to, to determine where your people are spending your time. So I use a report every, uh, every quarter. I update the numbers, and I can tell you uh, exactly, say, for example, my technical team, which is who I want to measure here, okay? My administrative staff is an overhead expense, my mm-hmm. office administrator, myself. Uh, but my technicians, for example... I can use a report that says, oh, look at this. They spend 60% of their time supporting managed service revenue. Great. So I plug into my total labor dollar figure. Let's say it's a million dollars. 60% of that is to support contract customers, MRR. And then I can look at projects. Oh, look, they spent 20% of their time on projects. Cool. 20% of that million dollars of labor now 
is going to support our project business. And then maybe there's 5%, uh, what does that put, that put us at 80. So let's mm-hmm. say then there's another, another 10% of their time is spent doing some one-off break fix. And another 10% is just pure cost, admin time in, in the office, doing research, studying, um, researching technical things, you know, going to meetings, things of that nature. Um, so, so that's how you come up with your cost of labor by your line of business. You plug that in along with your, your other costs, and now you can say, wow, all right, we did, we did 200000 of recurring revenue this month, and we spent, let's say, you know, 75000 of that uh, went to uh, labor for our managed service business, and then 2000 of it went to antivirus, and 1000 of it went to firewalls, whatever it may be. Right? You can take your revenue, and now you can look at all your costs, and you're left with, you know, you subtract costs from revenue and there's your profit. And now you can look at your profit as a percentage of revenue and, and cost and see what your profit margin is. And that's when you're really going to take your business somewhere. And when you'll see like, wow, we're, we're only 25% profitable on managed service revenue. I think we, we need to either reduce cost or increased rate. Or you might say, holy cow, we are 70% profitable. We are rocking and rolling right? It, it, it allows you to make decisions in your business. Any final thoughts that you want to share? Just that th- uh, this was the single most important thing I did in my business, the chart of accounts and the P&L. Uh, if you're an MSP that's working on a very vanilla P&L, you've, you've got to separate it by line of business to allow you to see where you're profitable and where you're not by areas of your business. That is what will be the catalyst of growth for you and understanding where your business is today. Vince, I can't thank you enough for being so transparent and sharing so much of your personal business and expertise with the community, with the industry, and um, we look forward to having more conversations about this because I have a feeling there's lots of other things we could dive deeper into. So thank you again, Vince. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers with the Managed Services Community. You can find more episodes and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.